0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Circle of Knowledge podcast. This is your host, John Kowatch Jr., also founder and creator of Champion Circle Networking Association. I can't tell you how excited I am. This is one of my favorite pending and pre- <laughs> I've been preparing this for a while. I'm super excited to connect and also to interview the amazing Shari Hawkins today. And before I bring her on, I added a little intro video there that just included some of her highlights. And yes, I'm her biggest fan on TikTok. I don't know why every time something goes live on TikTok, I'm the first to like it. I like to be in the comments section. But one of the reasons why is if you know my story, you know I come from an athletic background. And coming to you today from San Diego, I am broadcasting to my live audience, and as well as we'll be going with our podcast session. You'll hear this drop live on Monday, but I'm so, 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 so excited. As I've been on the road, we just came from a Barnes & Noble book signing down in Scottsdale, Arizona, where we were promoting The Principles of David and Goliath, uh, a hit new book series that we've been running all across the world, and man... I can't tell you how just interesting it is to talk to somebody who has faced their Goliath throughout their life. And I'm, I'm a proponent, I'm an advocate, I'm such a, a cheerleader for this individual, and I can't wait to get them on camera and get them here on on screen. But before I do that, I just want to thank all of our listeners again to the Circle of Knowledge podcast. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for your support, as well as keeping this thing going and alive. We appreciate all of that. As this is an association and sponsored by Champion Circle Networking Association, I want to send you guys to our social media channels. We've got live Facebook groups that interact every day share resources and help you build your business or help you build your your personal life and in, in many many ways we've got classes we've got courses we've got accountability partners and all of that jazz but I really really just want to get to the content today because again I've been I've been like, I, I can't sleep at night thinking about have, having having this conversation with Shari. She really is such an awesome human being, uh, a huge influence on on the internet through social media and so much more. But it's more than just the influence; it's her story, it's what she stands for, and I'm going to get into it with our, with 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 our conversation. But there's just something about heptathletes, decathletes who understand a level of pain and pain tolerance that no one else in the world will ever understand. And this is a total treat, an opportunity for you to understand and connect to someone of this. Let me read you her bio. Shari is currently one of the leading track and field athletes in her discipline. In 2022, Shari secured the American national championship pentathlon title and competed at the world championships in Belgrade, Serbia. She represented Team USA in the heptathlon at the 2019 world championships in Doha, that's in Qatar, and became the British outdoor champion in 2018 while studying at the University of Bath in England. Uh, Shari competes in in seven heptathlon events. And I'm, I, I love this because we have a little differentiation between decathlon and heptathlon and people get to now know what this is. So it's the 100 meter hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the 200 meters, long jump javelin, and the grueling but incredible 800 meters. Uh, Originally from Rexburg, Idaho, and now as a San Diego resident, um, a five-time All-American competing in college for Utah State University. Please help me welcome, and thank you for joining us today, Ms. Shari Hawkins. Shari, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I literally, like, you made me, like, be I'm just like flattered like this entire this hit whole intro that like video I was watching and I was like wow <laughs> thank you so much for having me and um you're hired to like make me feel good about myself all day long thank you so much
0: Done. Once we get you on our sk- stages as a keynote speaker, I'll be your hype. I'll, I'll come on and, and make sure that everyone knows that Shari is in the house.
1: <laughs> People are like, I don't know who this is, but I'm she, she's Beyonce. Like, who is this woman? Yeah, that's great. You're hired.
0: Oh, well, a little help of TikTok and just some awesome connecting. And my team has obviously been working behind the scenes to capture a few things and, of course, give credit where credit's due. I know that you've got a relationship with OnCloud and some other uh, amazing companies and sponsors and so forth. So we'll make sure that they're uh, all included. But I just, I want to dive right in, Shari, because this interview to me is is not just a conversation, but to me, I'm thinking of people individually. I'm thinking of people specifically who need your message, who need what you have. And it's because you and I both know that the journey as an athlete is a mental game. And I'd like to just ask a a broad question at first is tell us where you came from. How did you become Shari Hawkins today? I know it's been a long, long journey, but I'd like to hear just in a few words from you what it's been like to become who you are today.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for having me on. And, um, it's so funny cause you're in San Diego right now. I'm in San Diego. We probably could have just done this like legitimately live <laughs> together face to face. Um, when, when you were like mentioning that, I was like, that's like really true. We probably could have just met in person. Um, but yes, my name is Shari Hawkins and I'm from Idaho, um, Rexburg, Idaho, and kind of just grew up in, you know, a typical, like you kind of know everybody, uh, at home and, um, I was just, I loved sports and you can get me to not do something like, honestly, I, I always say like my biggest regret in high school, um, because the cheerleaders would practice during zero hour. And then with sports, you would, um, do that during fifth hour. So, um, I could have technically done both of them and I was always just so afraid of being told no. Um, no, 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 you can't do that. And I feel like that rejection, like I would have been like so upset. Um, but like, I always wished I would have, uh, tried out for cheerleading too, so that I could say that I was a cheerleader and I did like basketball, volleyball track, like all that kind of stuff. Um, because I was just, I've always been like, technically a heptathlete at heart. I love doing anything that I can, just any activity I can get myself into. Um, I did like debate. Um, I took I wasn't able because of, um, sports, um, because you, after school is when you had to practice for like the school play and stuff. So I wasn't able to do that, but I did take like drama classes and all that kind of stuff, just basically anything that I could get my hands on. Like I wanted to participate in. And so, uh, when I was doing track and field, I was a state champion in three of the seven events. And so it kind of just naturally came. A lot of people started talking to me about the heptathlon And at first I was like, um, I can't swim, so I don't know if that's like a thing for me. And they're like, no, that's not that's not what it is. Um, they let me know that it's seven different track and field events over two days, and uh, I decided to go for it. I went to Utah State for uh, the heptathlon. Um, loved it, but I struggled really badly with um anxiety, uh, especially performance anxiety, because like we like you said earlier. Um, track is so mental. It's so, so, so mental. Um, and I didn't understand that yet. Uh, so struggled, 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 but to be honest, it's probably a blessing that I did struggle in that way because I don't think I would have gone pro had I not had that anxiety because when I was done with track, I was just like, I can't stop. I, I haven't even come close to reaching the potential that I know I can do. So I have to keep going. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of like the baseline of my story. Um, there's a lot more to like my actual professional career story, but that's kind of like how I ended up becoming a professional. Basically, I was stubborn and uh, had anxiety and didn't want to let that stop me. So that's kind of how we became a professional athlete.
0: And it's incredible because it's so relatable. I work with a lot of athletes right now in high school transitioning to the next level. and. One of the things I'm noticing, and I know that it wasn't just a generational thing, though that there is a different generational gap and how the kids are raised these days and what's going on in the world, but uh, even then, I can remember every single time I took my foot and put it up at the line before an 800 meter, and the the anxiety is real. It it is all consuming and especially with an 800 right 400 100 200 all day let's go but uh oh yeah
1: well I don't know about a 400 for me I don't know I got it you're you're, brutal too (laughs) you're
0: a short distance I get it I get it (laughs) but absolutely and and it's so relatable because so many people are in their head but but what an amazing accomplishment to find a method find a way find some sort of some sort of answer and I know that's not the only answer there's many answers or it's not the one-all be-all but for sure finding ways to cope with what you experienced what has been that journey since transitioning from the the collegiate level to the pro level and managing your mindset
1: yeah I'll be honest when I first went pro I was just under the impression and I think that's like where a lot of my mistakes come from. Um, Anyways, it's just being under the impression, assuming that something was going to happen instead of actually like trying, like looking into it and like, like asking questions and actually getting answers. Um, Instead, I would just assume something was going to happen. So I basically assumed that now that I'm pro, um, I'm not like a little kid anymore. Let's like my, my anxiety is going to calm down. Like it's going to, it's going to kind of solve itself. Like as I continue to get into a space of like i'm a professional now you know what i mean so professional athletes don't get anxiety you know like uh, like the, ex- the experience the more i do the better i'm gonna get and i just i think i just thought that it was just gonna click and i was no longer gonna have anxiety and i was gonna turn into this like well, oh professional athletes are so strong and all this stuff but that's just not like oh man if i could just if you're listening to this and you're a young athlete I hope you know that when I step on the world stage, I feel the exact same way as I stepped on when I was in high school at like going to like districts or going to state championships. Like it's the same, it's the exact same thing, a little different environment, but not really. Like as you continue to grow, it just becomes the same thing. So, in order for you to really grow, it's not going to happen just by doing it. And experience does definitely get you better, but you have to be willing to like put in the work towards what you want to accomplish. So if, if what you want to accomplish is to get better at your sport, you've got to practice your sport. And if what you want to accomplish is to help your anxiety and help your mental game, you've got to work on your anxiety. You've got to work on your mental game. Like, and I just assumed that it was just going to come like with experience. Like, yeah, that's just like the way that it's going to be And what really it all came to a peak because I went pro in uh, 2016 and in 2019 at indoor championships, I had a full blown panic attack. And I will say that when I say full blown panic attack, I had a full blown panic attack, like face down on the ground, sobbing, shaking. I can't breathe. My vision starts to get blurry. Like I feel like my head is like this big every single time i competed. Every time I competed in the hip one, that was what was happening. So um, my final, when I say it all came to like a peak, that was kind of like where I was like, wow, I got to do something about this because um, I ended up injuring myself um, because it was just so tight. My body was just like, uh, and I pulled my hamstring, but I, I know this is so weird, but there was like a part of me right before I pulled my hamstring that was like, I really hope I just get hurt and I don't have to. Like, like, I can't do this. I really can't do this. And I remember there was a person that was like, oh, like, hi. Like, I look up to you. And I remember she came up to me. She's like, are you okay? You know, like a little bit later. And I was like, oh, like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. But I was not good. And I and you could tell. You could tell I was not good. And I I just remember being, like, embarrassed and also just so disappointed in myself. And I was in silver medal position by so much, like it was an easy silver medal position that I was in, but I just lost it. Like, honestly, I lost it and it was so disappointing. I remember telling my parents like, I can't do this anymore. And I don't know if they thought like, okay, is she done with track Um, or not? But at the end of the day, like I just started asking questions like, why is this happening? Like I would ask everybody that I knew, like why do I get anxiety? I would look up, like, why do people get anxiety, performance anxiety? Like all that kind of stuff. And I ended up basically getting my answer with like somebody saying, you know, uh, it's just kind of like kind of your lot in life. Um, There are some people who just don't get the gravity of performance and they are able to detach themselves from it. And I was like, wait, and it was it when he, when they said that i just remember being like detach themselves from it and i really thought about that and i really let that marinate and i like journaled about it and i just like my brain like went 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 and i realized that i had been putting all of my value not just as an athlete but as a person <laughs> on how i was going to perform so it was basically stemming from years of me winning and people being like, "Shari, congratulations, like amazing. You did so good. And then if I didn't win, it wasn't that they were like, you're terrible. It was that they didn't want to talk to me. They didn't want to, they kind of wanted to give me space. They like, you know, you don't, you don't want to upset somebody. You don't want to talk about something that's uncomfortable. And so I just learned that like people leave when you don't do well. Uh, you know? And so I was like, okay, like if I'm worthy as a human, like I better do well. So that makes the stakes so much higher. And I, the first, my first step in like my mental journey and that first like aha moment was really me asking myself, like, are you a good person, even if you don't win? And even if you don't do well, even if you do absolutely terrible and every event goes horrible, like, are you still a good person? Are you still worthy of like, connection, love, like all that. And the answer was like, yeah, of course, you know, and that was like the biggest thing. And I would say that that was step one for sure. But step one, literally what made me from having a panic attack every single time I competed and I haven't had a panic attack during competition since. So it was huge for me for sure.
0: That's incredible, Shari, and thank you for sharing that. I know that my listeners are probably thinking, man, so so what is it? What, what is the secret sauce to to men, to mindset and to overcoming the, the, those those anxieties and so forth? And I know that the answer is, you know, there, there's a plethora of things. There's definitely options. There's definitely many ways to do it, but you know, some of them are probably looking for the, the, the various strategies to help them cope with that mindset. I, man, your story is so real to me Face down, um, having that, that anxiety attack, because I've, I've been there. I've seen that. I felt that I know it. I, I almost relive it just with you telling it, which is so, um, interesting, but, but for, for the listener who's probably thinking, man, so what is it? What's the secret to, to mindset and overcoming, um, you know, my, my own, my own head. What, what would you say to that?
1: I would probably say like, truly, like, if you think about it, like I hope this person has heard because I feel like we've all heard it, but they always say that sports are 80% mental. Um, and I would say like how much truly are you putting in physically and how much truly are you putting in mentally? And are you training your mind every day? Um, If it helps, the answer for me was no, I am not training my mind every day. And I will say that it was in 2021 when I had my first appointment with a sports psychologist, but I will say that Um, I had in college talked to a sports psychologist just a little bit, like not really like an official, like, you know, um, we're working together. Um, But I also had, you know, I had mental coaches and I had um, a lot of people that would like try to assist me. And I would say that the biggest thing for me personally is that maybe I would see them like once a month or every other week or something like that. And so we would like do some stuff. And then, so I was training my mind every other week, once a month, you know what I mean? And training my body nine hours in a day. So that discrepancy was just like not working for me. And it wasn't until I didn't make the Olympics in 2021, which was devastating to me. I thought I was going to make, I mean, I made the team in in 2019. I came back, um, I was in incredible shape. And then the pandemic hit. I ended up having to get ankle surgery, got ankle surgery. And there was still a part of me, even with ankle surgery, I'm not going to lie, like truly, 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 there was a part of me during, um, even when I was going through ankle surgery, that was like, I'm still going to make it. Like, I just know it. I could tell, like I was training, I was still doing so well. And you know what? I competed so well at the Olympic trials. It just wasn't enough. And it was devastating to me. Like I was just absolutely shattered And, um, it, and once, once more, um, you know, I don't think I would have been as strong as I was mentally, um, because I wouldn't have really started working on my mental training if I wouldn't have made the team. Um, if I would have made the team, I think I would have just continued down the road of training when somebody was telling me to train instead of really putting effort into it every single day. Um, and so, you know, there's only winning and learning, right? We don't have winning and losing there's winning and learning. And sometimes when you're in the middle of learning, it doesn't feel like learning. It feels like losing. Um, but yeah, it was such like an aha moment for me. And I would say like the key is to train your mindset every single day. Um, the issue is, um, or the issue with me was I didn't know how to start, where to start. And, um, I remember actually saying on my social media one day, I was like, mental training is so important. Um, I'm going to a mental training session right now. So I'm going to go do mental training, like just FYI, make sure that you're mentally training. And somebody was like, how do I start? Like, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I'm just doing what other people, I'm just doing what other people tell me. And all the things that I would do mentally when it was coming to mental training, it was so random. Like it really, like there was no why behind it. It was just like, okay, today we're doing this today. We're doing that too. And it was just like little pieces of golden nuggets for sure. But like, why are we doing this? Like what's next? Um, The way that I train my body is in a pyramid. So at the bottom of the pyramid, we have to lay the base. And so the base is going to be stability, mobility, making sure that that happens first, because if we try to go for it and we have no mobility, stability. We're gonna be out of alignment. We're gonna be, um, we're probably out of shape. So we're not using the correct muscles. We're gonna get injured, right? So stability, mobility. The next one is we're building strength. After strength, we build power. And then after power, we build our plyometric um, like sense. And so there's a clear cut whenever, knowing just even just the pyramid thing, um, there's, a clear way of how I train. So when my coaches give me exercises, I know why I'm doing it. I know what we're building. I know what's next and I know how to do it. And mentally, like, I have no idea. It's the most random thing in the entire world today. We're meditating today. We're talking about this, that, this, that, this, that, and it's just so random. But something about me is I have my master's and my bachelor's degrees in education. I got my bachelor's at Utah state, and then I went overseas and uh, got my master's at University of Bath. So if there's one thing that I know how to do, it's to put together a curriculum. So I just decided, you know, like if I'm gonna like really focus on mental training this year. Um, I had nothing else to do because everybody else was at the Olympics having a good time and I was just like sitting at home. So I started putting together a curriculum. I wrote down every single thing I had ever learned from my mental coaches, my two different physical, um, my two different sports psychologists and, um, my right, my, my coaches, like my coaches have been my, my track coach is a two-time Olympian. Um, my other track coach has been, um, a coach for like 50 years. Um, he's incredible. And he has like a wealth of knowledge. He's like also has his degree in psychology. Like, so I learned so much from them when it comes to mental training, all of the tools. And then everything that I kind of my aha moments, you know, wrote them all down and then planned out what the curriculum would look like and how we can build one plus one equals two before we do two times two is four, um, before we're starting to do like the square root of pi, right? We are making sure that everything connects well and, um, is built. And I built a curriculum for myself and really started, you know, getting after it mentally. And it was crazy because, um i had never won like a really big event where there were like a lot of girls there there was a lot of expectations like all that kind of stuff i kind of was always like the person in, like that shuffled in i was like you know took took third um took fourth uh maybe a second here and then but like it was never really on top of the podium um, and then it was my most winningest year after applying this, I won the, uh, American championship, um, and it was able to go to world championships indoor. Um, I won the Arona meet, which is my first, like, like full international meet where it was just like, it was like USA, Spain, like all of that, like first international meet that was like a really high level meet. And then I ended up winning the Thorpe cup, which, uh, this year, which was my first team USA win. So it was a really amazing year. And the most important thing though, was even after my anxiety, like I had cleared that in 2019 and that was amazing. There was still something in me during competitions that was a little bit, I wasn't able, I I I didn't have the eye of the tiger, if that makes sense. Like I was there to like, not mess up. You know what I mean? Like just, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to do, let me just do my best instead of like, I'm going to literally beat everybody. Like, I'm going to beat you. 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 Like, and I was never like that before. And you don't have to be like that on the outside, right? It's just, it's all mindset. And you have to find that eye of the tiger within. And it was the first time I remember, (laughs) I remember we were at Thorpe Cup and I was so mad. I was so mad um, because... (laughs) And I'm not I don't really like get mad that often but I was so mad because the track that we were at was like really really soft. It was a super soft tra- track and it was 107 degrees outside. And so with a soft track and 107 degrees Fahrenheit, the track is melted. It is like it is like walking on goo and and um it it's really hard to get a good score when you're feeling like you're running in goo, you know, you're, you're running in, in, um, slime. Like that's how it feels. And then it also doesn't help that, you know, when you like open up the oven and you just get like blasted with heat, that's how you felt all day, every minute, every time you ran, like, woof, you're like, ah, um, and I was just, I was like, Who chose this place and this time? Like, what is going on? And I, the reason why, and I remember telling my coaches, because they were like, honestly, like, it's a competition. Like, you wanna win. And I was like, you're right. Like, you're right. I'm here to win. You're right. But I was like, I also, like, it's so important for me. I wanna step on and I wanna show myself and I wanna show mostly myself, but like, I wanna show everyone, like, look, look at how prepared I am. And I was like, and when I'm not able to put my best performance together, like it's really frustrating. And like the thing that's so crazy, cause that is, I feel like that's a really uncharacteristic of me, but it's because my mindset shifted to excellence instead of I'm here to have fun. Let's see what happens. Like, I My mindset completely shifted to, I am excellent. I've been, I've been preparing to be excellent. I come into every practice with excellence and I expect to come out with not only the win, but with an excellent score behind my name. And, um, that was huge for me because I had never thought in a million years, I'd be mad because I wasn't going to get like this incredible score. Usually I'm just like scared to even be there. Like, hopefully we'll do something good. And now I'm just like, are you serious? Like, there's no way I can, I can get a PR in this track. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? It's so funny, but it's so crazy how mindset shifts. And, um, after I wasn't like mad, I wasn't like complaining because I also make sure like, that's, that's, um, mine's my mindset is shifted when I'm competing. Right. So like competition Chari is a little different than just like, you know, I, it's not like I was like mad at the coaches for the rest of the meet. Like after, you know, I didn't get exactly the score I wanted. I'm like, this is your fault. Like, no, no, no. Like we, we got done, we moved on and it, and it's totally fine. But like, it's just cool. Like in the moment, like even looking back now, I'm like, I kind of like that. I kind of like that I've shifted. Like when I'm competing, I like expect everything to be like exactly the way it needs to be. Let's go. We're working, we're moving, we're in the zone, all that stuff. So that's what a good curriculum and a good mental training circuit will do for you.
0: I have to interject and just add this, Shari, that one of and this is coming from a true fan. Okay. <laughs> and I and and you're probably like this this guy, random guy, like watches my social media. No, I watched you in 2019. I watched you in 2021. I, I, um, I too was throwing the popcorn at the TV when you didn't make the Olympics, but I, I, I know what you feel. I, anyways, I, I understand this, but one of my favorite things from the consumer side, watching you as an athlete, as a professional athlete is the performance, but the in-between performance. And you know, on ESPN or on track TV, they show you right before you, you know, you you go through your, your, your cadence, right? You go through your, your, your rituals and, and then after you jump or after you run or whatever, there's the interactions, that brief moment. We get like three or four seconds of real shari. And it's, 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 as you described, there's that eye of the tiger at the beginning, and then there's the, the celebration in that. Uh, intro clip we played here at the beginning of this. And if you're listening to this guy, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorites. Like that <laughs> to me is like that sharp. She shows her appreciation to family, coaches, friends, blah, blah, blah. Um, she's got a little attitude. You know, she's running around doing her thing. She's smiling. She's very emotional with with, with her performance. And that's one of the things I think why many people love watching you is they see you as a human, not just as a robotic athlete. And I want to go right. back to what you said earlier too. And I hope that I hope that resonates. And don't don't ever don't ever think like, oh, people are watching my in between. No, you're 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 amazing, and people love watching you. But I wanted to go back to what you said about you know when when there's there, there are thousands of athletes, professional athletes in this world, and there's only a few that make it to the podium, and that's just the reality. But, yeah. but for some, and I, and I want to speak to the younger generation. I want to speak to those who, who haven't been on the podium. And I want to speak to those who just are athletes. You are enough. Okay. And, and, and that's important to realize like, yes, yeah. watch Shari's journey and you'll see that mindset shifted and now she's a podium contender every single time, but but if you look at all the other athletes that you're up against the ones that you knocked out <laughs> it's okay they're yeah. they're enough they can be who they want to be they are who they want to be and that is going to live with them for the rest of their lives they get to be professional athlete they get to go to the championships they get to be an olympic athlete or even a representative of health, knowledge, mindset, and so much more. All right, I'll get off my podium, but I literally just was so excited about what you said, because that is a message to the world. And if not the world to the one individual I'm thinking of, that is stop, stop thinking that you have to be something and just be you and be you in the moment and be the best you as you continue to progress towards your goals and your aspirations. And uh, thank you for inspiring that Quick little John Kovach monologue, but I, I I really really appreciated how you said it, the way you presented it, and I'm sure you have something to add to that. But it's it's so <clears throat> I get a little emotional thinking about it because it's powerful to recognize that no matter where you're at in the journey, that is your journey, and whether you're on the podium or not, not even close, or you know you're always on the podium. That's that's part of your journey and your life and your story. And there's ways to do it. There's ways to fix it. But anyways, I wanted to share that with you.
1: Yeah, no. And honestly, like in life, I think, but in track, um, we'll talk about track because that's a, what we're doing. Like, this is how track goes. Like truly, if you really follow an athlete and pretty much any athlete, like maybe there's like a 0.0000001% of the people who just had... Like they never got injured. They just had smooth sailing. They were the best in the world. Like, and you know what? Literally good, like genuinely good for you. Like truly, truly, truly. Like I'm really, I wish that was my journey. And so I'm happy that it was your journey. Um, But if you look at like any athlete, just pick one and then follow them on their journey and you'll see their highs and then you'll see their lows. And whether their lows mean that they just didn't have a good season or if they had to get surgery and now they're, they have to come back up. And they have to go back down they have to come back up and they have to go back down and that is just life and i think like so often we hold ourselves at such impossible standards and when i say impossible standards i mean without we we just expect our lives to go exactly perfectly and have no setbacks but we will never learn in our successes honestly the actually to be honest the person that has that perfect trajectory and never loses and never gets injured Like, at some point, their life in the sports world is probably going to end. And I would say that they are not going to be well, um, because they are not going to even know what life looks like, because they've only had success. And now it's all over. You know what I mean? And they, they have no idea how to get back up, because they never had that journey. So like, it's actually probably a gift that we aren't perfect because we'll never learn in success. Like we are only going to learn in failure. We're only going to learn in our learning phase. You win and you learn and you don't win and learn. You win and you get excited and you look back and you're grateful for everything you learned because you get to celebrate it now, but you're never actually learning specific lessons in those wins. Like at least in my, in my experience. And so understanding, like, I loved what you said, like, you are enough. And I actually, that's, it's so funny because in my curriculum that I created for myself, um, that, that is actually part of it is, um, internalizing and there's exercises and like all of that kind of stuff of like determining like your value as a person, even outside of your sport, outside of your goals, outside of your dreams, like just your value, you get to be loved just because you exist um and that's part of it as well because that's more important than you think like yes like i also talk about like how like the exact way that i get into the zone when i'm competing right and that's like really intense and that's really cool and a lot of people want to know how to do that so that you can recreate performances but it's also really important that we internalize specific things about ourselves we define why we love our sport we like you know there's there's so many parts of mental training that is so much more than just meditation, even though meditation is definitely a part of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like um, there's just so many things and even little things like what you said, like understanding that you're enough and defining like who you are as a person outside of your sport, like those types of types of things are, they're crucial and they're so important Um, because it's true. It's like, it's, it's hard for us to understand that um, just because you, win means you're worthy. Um, it's hard for us to understand that, that to be a false statement. Um, but it's, that's, it's true. Like you're, you're worthy no matter what you perform like
0: i am so inspired by your words thank you shari um i want to transition our conversation a little bit to talking about your your curriculum and program that you're offering and it's launching this next week i'm so excited for you but before we do that i just wanted to cue in on one thing so (laughs) I, i had a little bit of fun with my team creating that intro video for you and just shopping online looking for things and one of my favorite and i and i just found this the other day and i was like we gotta add that because People don't understand, and I want to just hit this home. Even though no one will really grasp what I'm about to say, but I know you'll understand it, Shari, I, Shari, I've 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 done a lot of things in my life, from decathlon to um, hiking uh, for for you know twelve days straight to to many other physical challenging things. Um, running Ragnar and doing two hundred mile relays. Like I, I've tried a lot of these things. I have not yet done an Ironman. I too can't swim, (laughs) but anyways, I, I want to just hit this home. The, 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 the clip I used is you're taking the chains and you're putting them around your neck and then you're going back to the pull-ups and that is such a a cool, uh, and I know it's studio, I know it's, it's it's film and I know it's a lot of uh, um, presentation, but that is to, to, to me, that is the description of not only an Olympic athlete, but that is the description of a heptathlete because (laughs) you you ream the title of greatest athlete in the world when you win this sport and people don't understand. And again, I took the other examples of other pain and, and physical activities. I would rather hike for 20 days straight than do some of the workouts willingly that I had to do in the preparation for the decathlon. Like I, I know I'll get to the top of that mountain one step at a time and I can go at my own pace, but the stuff you have to go through to put your body and your mind in the place that you need to, to compete at the top of the world in your sport, people will never understand Shari how hard you work. And uh, that little clip of the chains and the pull-ups, really summed it up for me. And I wanted to hit that home and compliment you and and empower you through this conversation by just telling you, I understand how hard you work. And I hope the world does too, because given all of the stories and the sharing that you just created for our listeners, there's so much more to this than meets the eye. And I just wanted to uh, build you up on that as well. I'm your hype, I'm your hype man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have a really funny story I've never told about that clip um, because that was not acting. Um, he, so what happened was I was really good at pull-ups that year. Like, um, it, we, we filmed that in, um, in the, in like January or February. And I had spent the entire fall. We had been doing so many pull-ups. So I was really good at pull-ups. I think in a row I could do like 18 pull-ups, which for me, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like, usually it's like five. And then I'm like, all right, yes, that's good for now. And I'll do like three sets of five, but I like got really, really good at them. I could do three sets of 10. Like it was nothing. And so, um, I told them, they were like, all right, so like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, we can do pull-ups. Like I'm pretty good at pull-ups. And they were like, okay, great. And they were like, um, how many can you do? And I was like, I could probably pull out 20. And they were like, okay, like, we'll just have you like do 20 and, uh, then we'll like, then we'll just do a couple more times. And I was like, wait, okay, wait. So if I do 20 you are I'm done, like, like my arms won't work anymore. And they were like, oh, and they were like, okay, well, can we just do like five at a time? And I was like, yeah, that'll last us longer. Like we do five at a time. Give me a couple minutes, then do five more. Give me a couple minutes. Like, then we can do that. So I was on a bar. Like, You can see that I was on rings there. I was on a bar and I was doing pull-ups five at a time. And I was doing it without, I wasn't like grimacing because it wasn't hard. Like I was just like doing pull-ups. And, um, I think an hour later, um, we were still doing pull-ups and they, now they were giving me like little breaks, like, okay. And I'd be like, like shaking out my arms, like all that stuff, but it was only five at a time. Like it was cool. I was good. And, um, after a while I was like, yeah, like I probably have like a, a couple more in me, like, but like not, I, I'm probably, I'm getting a little tired. And they were like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like we'll just do a couple more shots. So I was like, okay, cool. So we got a couple more shots. And in my mind, I was like, did we not get the shot yet? Like, there's no way we haven't gotten the shot yet. Um, and I was like, I literally, I think I said, cause, um, like just in between like, you know, being intense and all that, like I am like a little goofier and I was like, Hey, like, can you do me a favor? Like, do you want to go ahead and do five pull-ups for me really quickly? And then like, kind of like, just like, think about <laughs> what you're asking me to do, like for this last hour. And I, I had probably done like 10 or more sets of way more than that. Probably like 15 sets of five. It was wild. I like genuinely couldn't believe it. And then, um, so we're, we're done, we're done with the sets. So he's like, Oh my gosh, we're walking to go to the, do the next set. we're going to do box jumps. And he's like, there's rings. We got to do the rings. And I was like, "We have to do the what now?" And I was like, "I don't even. I don't think I could do even one of those." And he was just like, "Give me, give me just two shots on the rings, two shots on the rings." And I was like, "All right." So I couldn't. I could only do one of the. I, I think on one on the first one, I did. I was able to do two reps, and I was like shaking. And I was like, "So they were like, do one more, one more." So I was like, "All right, one more." And then they were, he saw the chain after that. He saw the chain, and he's like. Can you put that chain over your over your um, shoulders and do one? And I was like, "Sir, <laughs> no, I cannot." And he was just like, "Do you want to try?" And I was like, yeah, I'll try. I was like, can you give me five minutes? And he's like, yeah. So he gave me five minutes. And I like, I swear to you, I like laid down and like put my arms up. And I was just like, oh, and I was like mentally preparing myself. I was like, this is my 800. Like, oh my goodness. And so I put that chain around my neck and it was, we did one. I was like, you get one take, sir. And so I did one and that was, that was that. And then he was just like, all right, after like, just like, be tired. I was like, be tired. I was like, I don't have to act and be tired. I'm exhausted. So yeah, that is the story behind that, which was so funny, but it is so true with the heptathlon. Like I always say, you know, imagine practicing. So my longest practice has been nine and a half hours. Um, and, um, but I always say like, imagine running so many, somebody, somebody actually asked me, they were like, why do you hate the guys hate the 800 so much? Like the heptathletes, And decathletes, like when they're done with, they're always like splaying out on the floor. They're always like tired. They're like, why? Like, because, because they see open 800 and open 1500 guys and girls, like just walking off, like nothing happened. And I'm like, okay. I was like, let me, let me give you a little tidbit. I was like, imagine practicing an event one time per week and just crushing your body for one time per week. And then that's it. And then now you have to go perform that. And like, I was like, imagine if the 800 runners, the open 800 runners only got to run an actual run, their 800 workouts one time. And then the rest of the time they were doing like weights, they were doing plyos, they were doing like all different other kinds of things, but only one time did they actually get to run. I was like, they'd be pretty nervous. And they'd be pretty tired after I was like, so, um, we just, we have seven events and there's so much we can, we need to do all the time. So we, we just, yeah, it's, it's brutal, but it's really fun.
0: I have mm-hmm. to admit to my, uh, uh <laughs> I'm one of those weirder athletes that could, could do the middle long distances and in mm-hmm. the cap one, it's the 1500 in the heptathlon it's the 800 and, uh, yeah. Um, all the all the athletes would just just like bellyache about the 1500, and that's where I'd make up my uh, that's where I'd make up my points because I was so bad at the hurdles. <laughs> you're you're a master hurdler. I I am not, and uh, it's anyways. Um, I'd like to. Uh, Sorry, I know, and, and and I I feel really cool about this conversation and and this interview in that um, I I know you and I could talk track stories all day. And if we had a campfire in front of us, man, we would be up to the late nights just cracking up and talking about the intensities of what the rest of the world doesn't understand. But in and of itself, it is a sport. And a sport requires a lot of training. Um, LeBron James spends millions, with an S at the end, millions of dollars every year on mindset coaching. Just mindset rather than the physical as well. And and I know that you can attest to that with your story and so much more. Um, I wanna talk about your curriculum and your program. And man, you and I have so much in common. I, I love the fact that you've taken what you've learned and you've built something. And you're launching something really cool next week. And I'd love to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners about that. And uh, I'd like to send them your way as I'm gonna be the first one to sign up. Hopefully I make it the first one. It, somebody beats me to it, I'll buy them tacos. But I, <laughs> I really, really am excited about your upcoming program. Um, would love to give you an opportunity to talk about that.
1: Yeah, so my upcoming program is the curriculum that I built for myself. Uh, I saw it, I have been getting, I got so many questions of people being like, where do I start? And I was like, I don't know where to start. And I built a map to where to start. So it's been really amazing and uh, it's called 30 Days with Shari. And so basically what I, what happens is I take you with me for 30 days. Um, we hit three different categories um, every single day. So um, we start off with a podcast, um, kind of like mastermind podcast area where I talk to you about the tool that I'm going to teach you about today. Um, so day one, just like spoilers day one is, is talking all about self accountability, but we don't just talk about accountability, but I give you like a concrete step. So there's, you know, four steps to better accountability for yourself so that you can actually make a plan to hold yourself accountable. Um, and then afterwards we talk about that in a podcast, um, mastermind situation, and then I give you a challenge and the challenge is just your opportunity to practice what I just taught you for yourself, apply it to your daily life. And then also there's something in our minds that rewires when we, um, do something over and over and over again. So when, we do um, accept a challenge and we follow through. If you do that for 30 days, you're basically training your mind that when I accept something, when I accept a challenge, I follow through. So um, we're not only giving ourselves the opportunity to practice the tool of the day that we just learned, but we're really just that's a huge part of mental training is building up fortitude. Just like if you lift every single day, your m- muscles are going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So we're honestly, Training mentally and doing these challenges is a mental training in and of itself Um, And then we top it off and we're going to just do a super quick super fun like little workout together So it's just, you know, really really quick Um, I teach you things that I learned from my physical therapists um, To help strengthen certain like aspects of my body or certain recovery tools that I've learned and I take you through them We do it together um, and then, um, we also, when it's really hard, really burns, we tap back into the tool that we learned that day so that, you know, you really want to give up, but like, remember, remember the tool, use it here. Um, when it's hard, when the, um, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going kind of a thing and, uh, allows you to be able to really connect your mind and your body in that way. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, it's going to be like, it's a challenge. It's definitely definitely a challenge. And like, I'm excited to hear feedback because especially with the workouts, I wanted to create workouts that anybody and everybody can do. And, um, but there are sometimes like I'll send my family workouts, um, be like, Hey family, we're going to do like a family fitness challenge. Like here's what we're doing. And the first time, (laughs) the first time I did it, um, it was right when I first like went pro and I put together like a little thing for all my sisters and, uh, and the next day my sisters were like i can't move i can't like you this is too hard like i i have to be able to be a mom to my kids like you can't just put me through this and i was like oh so i'm really excited to get like feedback of people being like sorry <laughs> like what are you doing to me or if, if they're like hey like i love this but i'd love something like more physically challenging. And like, again, this is a mental training course. So if we do end up getting that maybe in the future, there'll be more of a physical challenge, but I think it's going to be really, really fun. I, I can't wait for it, especially because this has helped me so much. And so I know it's going to help other people. And I don't think you really even need to be an athlete in order to do this. Um, because we all have goals, you know, we all have goals. We all have. Uh, things we want to accomplish. And it's just an amazing goal accelerator. Like, if you wanted to do a goal and you're like, you know what, I'd love to get this accomplished in 30 days. I'm gonna do 30 days with Shari. It's gonna keep me focused. It's gonna keep me on track. And uh, or if you're just somebody who loves personal progression and you're like, you know what, I just I need a 30 day challenge. Like, let's go for it. I want to accept it and I wanna get it done. And um, or if you're just like an athlete and you're like, hey, I need a mental training program, I mean like what you said, like LeBron James spent millions. I mean, I have definitely not spent millions, but I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on mental trainers, sports psychologists. And like, I, this is a lot of what I've learned in this program. So it's going to be really, really great. I'm so excited. Honestly, um, this is like a story that I love to tell, but when I was doing this Uh, program, um, you know, I had to create it, I had to type it out, I had to plan it, I had to do all that kind of stuff to build that curriculum up. And when I was building it up, um, I had already made it and I was already following it for myself. But now I was trying to bring it forward. Um, And when I was doing one of the days, I was on my way to indoor championships uh, for USA. And I was Weirdly, I was just like in this space of like, let's see how this goes, which I know better than that. But like I was just in that space. But I was making, I was writing this curriculum on the airplane. And by the time I landed, I like saw my my parents were at the same hotel as I was, I, they were like, hi. And I was like, I'm gonna win. And they were like, Okay. And I was like, no, like I'm I just feel it. Like I I can feel it. And I like went to the track and I was there and I was like, I can feel this is my track. Like I'm going to win. And it was so interesting because, um, my mindset was not that way when I, before I started. And so like this program has just lit me up and bringing it to life has lit me up. And so I just really hope that it lights other people up too, because, um, if you're somebody who struggled with anxiety, especially performance anxiety, like I promise you, I, I totally get it. I tried to tear my own Achilles, um, one time trying to, uh, get out of competing. Cause I figured if, if I was hurt, nobody would be mad at me kind of a thing. Um, I've been there. Like I swear I used to be, I was the mentally weakest person I had ever met. And honestly, I feel like I have turned into one of the strongest that I've ever met. So, um, this program has really helped me. So I hope it helps you too. Like my biggest goal is just like, I hope it helps you, you know, like that's all I really want is like, I just hope it helps you because thinking about it, helping people just like really lights me up.
0: I am really excited for it and <clears throat> given I now understand that uh, as I'll be coaching one of the top uh, athletes in the country this coming year, I uh, realized that there's only one person who can properly be the pace mule for that person. And, uh, it's gotta be me. So this will be a good kickstart from my uh, summer vacation to now getting back in shape, but I look forward to it. I look forward to giving you feedback and also to, uh, um you know send you uh, cry face emojis when i'm in pain and i look forward to getting a uh, um really an understanding and feeling the the mindset first and and following sort of that pyramid that you talked about at the beginning of our show so
1: yeah it's super important i mean i learned that from my physical therapist um it's so funny because before 30 days with shari i actually was like i'm going to start a podcast um, and so i have i think I have like eight podcast episodes already recorded um but then I was like this is too this stuff is so good and like it was all the stuff that i had been learning mental training wise and I was just like but i feel like it's not enough like it's so good but it's not enough and I was like i i have to do something different and so um when he he had taught me about the pyramid like way back when but I think I should I was like thinking about it I was like I think I should just like drop one podcast episode and because that one is so good and it just talks about like the importance of like minimizing risk when it comes to like physical like body stuff like in fact like I'll give you his um information and if you if you should have him on the podcast he's really really smart and really great Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well,
0: Shari, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for this time. Again, I know you and I could talk for hours on this. Yeah, Um, I want to direct all my listeners to go check out 30 days with Shari. You can reach her by either going to her social media channels, which by the way, if you don't follow Shari, follow Shari She's on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, she's on Facebook. You can get her anywhere. She is (laughs) amazing. And when she does compete, make sure you tune in paper, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, pay on demand or whatever. Um, go check out all of the great stuff. I love watching the the, the various events she competes in. And then also go to Shari, sharihawkins.com. Go to sharihawkins.com. Uh, as soon as you're there, you'll see it. 30 days of Shari. You can oh, yeah. experience right. it. You can, you can click through it. And I'm looking forward to those podcast sessions in the mornings. I'm really, really excited to give you some feedback and just experience it because Um, This is a really, really cool program. And I want to just congratulate you two on both the successes and the journey you've had and the future successes that you're creating. You're, you're, you're a pro athlete who's transitioning into what's more than just the performance-based businesses, but you're creating something that's going to outlive you. And you're creating something that's going to allow so many other people who are inspired to either get in shape or just get off the couch or even to compete at the higher levels. And you're going to inspire them to do what they didn't have before. And uh, I, I'm, I'm proud to know you and know that that's your journey and to be an advocate and any sort of facilitator of that. I I'm I'm all on board. Team Shari all the way. Let's go USA.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like it's been so fun. My season starts October 10th is when I start training. So, I've got about I what is it? 3 weeks left of freedom. <laughs> but no, it's it's uh so it's been it's been really fun and I'm really excited for the program uh to start. So, I can't wait.
0: Awesome. Well, that means if I'm still in town for a couple of days, um, we can go get tacos, and uh, you can eat them before before the the true workouts begin. So there you go. Yeah,
1: there you go.
0: Thank you, Shari. Thank you for inspiring yes. my listeners. Thank you for inspiring me. I love this part of the podcast because I literally get to be front row to learning. To connecting and to really be the first one to put into action, the things that you've shared. So if you do have one small challenge or just a, just a challenge or an invitation to my listeners, what would you ask them to do?
1: I would say to uh, ask yourself a question every day. Um, If you could do it right before bed, um, ask, just ask yourself just any question that you want the answer to Um, because my biggest thing is you can never get the answer. You don't ask the question to, and sometimes we assume things, um, like what I did at the beginning. I assumed that like, you know, eventually this is going to get, get, um, through and I just like never gave it another thought. I just assumed and I moved on. So start asking yourself a question, any question that you want the answer to every single day. And uh, you're going to notice uh, you're going to be a lot more present in life. You're going to be a lot more present in what you're doing every day. And uh, your life might change a lot just by doing that little thing.
0: Boom. I, I wish I had – I could take my own microphone and drop it because <laughs> that, that – thank you. Thank you, Shari. Mm-hmm. And thank you for inviting myself and all of my listeners to take immediate action on that. That's what we do here on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. We learn from experts and we invite each other to take immediate action without delay. And I love that. So thank you very much. And um, I I hope to have you back on the show sometime. Good luck this season. And and thank thank you you again. I'm going to send all my listeners to uh, go check out sharihawkins.com where they can check out 30 days with shari and if you guys want i'll start a support group and we can do it together so 30 days starting as soon as it is ready
1: (laughs) and for any of your live audience members like right now like just it's not going to be like able for like actual purchase until monday so wait till monday um but i know it's like it's super exciting and it's it's up like the site is up right now so you're gonna want to like explore and all that but like don't try to check out until monday uh, Cause you're going to like, I don't want you to get like met with like an error, or, like whatever and be like, Oh, it doesn't work. Like just wait till Monday and then we'll, we'll get it off and it, it'll be really fun.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much. And, uh, thank you, Shari, uh, with, with so much anticipation for this interview. I'm just so grateful for your time and all that you've provided to us, um, I know that this is going to inspire many and I just want to do a little recap with all of the uh, comments in the comment section. I uh, just wanted to go back through. We had a, uh, Shari is awesome. I <laughs> oh. <laughs> the one and the only celebrity, Mr. Awesome. That is speaker Eric Swanson right there. He says, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we so also fun. have a few. I, they're either my athletes or coaches or locals or or some of our our, our people, but um, uh, essentially we've got a, uh, Oh, that's for me. Whoops, that wasn't oh, one. <laughs> I want
1: you to say those, I, yeah, I exactly. say those
0: too. It's not easy to write out a curriculum for people. I love your passion. And then we also have um, here we go. Boom, how can I be more happy and joyful? Is normal, normally the question I'm asking every day. I love this. Great, I love these comments. So these great and uh one more for the shout outs track stories all day long i advocate I would for say, that.
1: can i can i respond can i respond to the person who Absolutely. said i would up. say if you could just write that down and then also say uh what can i do so that i can be more happy and joyful um every day um i know it's so weird but giving your subconscious just a little bit more information um so that it can actually answer a question um it'll give you a lot more guidance so that's just a little like i learned that from my sports psychologist so if that if i don't know if that would like help but that adjustment might help you a lot
0: that was great and thank you for for sharing that um i have to i have to compliment you again i know we're trying to get off we're trying to close this out but i <laughs> i just have so much to tell you sorry um i i do have to compliment you though with with one thing is that you, first of all, we've got to get you on more stages because you're an incredible speaker. Thank you. Um, and one of the reasons why is you're so intuitive. You you understand in in many ways what what an audience needs, and you can feel that out even though we have a virtual screen here in two D uh, everything. You understand what your audiences need, and we need to get you in front of more people. So, <laughs> from one of your biggest fans and advocates, I, I hope to perpetuate that as you continue. And I just want to say thank you for the hundredth time. And just yes. be, thank, thank you so
1: much for really having fun. me. It was really fun. It was really fun.
0: Absolutely. With that being said, everybody, again, what an incredible conversation with the amazing Shari Hawkins. Uh, I'd love to see you guys next time on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback. Send us an email to team at mychampioncircle.com. And with that, we'll see you next time.